Welcome to Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Monday, October 18th. I'm Pim Fox. Our top stories include China's growth slows, new U.S. battery factories, and facial recognition for lunch. Those stories and more. But first, let's get caught up on markets. Dow, S&P 500, and NASDAQ 100 futures are all lower, with Dow futures indicating a 120-point drop at the open. In Asia, the Shanghai Composite slipped a tenth of a percent. In Europe, the pan-European stock 600 is lower by half a percent. Brent crude futures are up more than 1% to nearly $86 a barrel, while U.S. futures for West Texas Intermediate crude, they're up nearly 2% to around $83 a barrel. In bond markets, the yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury rose to 1.6%, while Britain's 10-year yield rose to 1.14%. This is after the Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey said the central bank would, quote, have to act to curb price pressures. Bitcoin is trading near its all-time high of $65,000 amid expectations that U.S. regulators will approve the first exchange-traded fund that tracks Bitcoin price futures. The leading cryptocurrency is around 4% higher, nearly $62,000. Now our top stories. China's economy recorded a steeper-than-expected economic slowdown in the third quarter of the year, expanding just 4.9% from a year earlier. The culprits include higher energy prices, supply chain bottlenecks, and troubles in the nation's real estate sector. Toyota Motor and Jeep parent Stellantis said separately today that they would build battery factories in the United States. Toyota said it planned to spend nearly $3.5 billion through 2030 to build electric car batteries in the U.S. The new plant, which includes a planned investment of more than a billion through 2031, aims to start production in 2025, and it's expected to create nearly 2,000 new U.S. jobs. Separately, Stellantis said it's teaming up with LG Energy Solution to build a new factory for lithium-ion batteries in the United States. And get ready for facial recognition scans at the school cafeteria, at least in the United Kingdom. The Financial Times reports that nine schools in the UK will start taking payments for cafeteria lunches by scanning students' faces. The schools say the technology had helped to minimize touch during the pandemic, but is now mainly meant to speed up transaction times. Both the schools and the system installer, CRB Cunningham, said the systems would address privacy and security concerns. Schools were already using fingerprint readers. In other news, so far 41 S&P 500 components have reported third quarter results, with 80% of them topping earnings per share estimates. Taking into account the companies that have already reported and estimates for the remainder, third quarter profit growth will total about 30%, the third highest quarterly growth rate for the S&P 500 since 2010. President Biden's climate agenda is in doubt following objections from Democratic Senator Joe Manchin. The West Virginia senator has made clear to the White House that he would not support the Clean Energy Performance Program. That's a $150 billion measure included in the president's sweeping $3.5 trillion spending plan. 
Chinese regulators approved Goldman Sachs' application to take full ownership of its local securities business. Factory owners in China and their customers have been told to prepare for power supply disruptions becoming a part of life. Over the past week, the government ordered a rapid expansion of coal mines and put into effect market reforms to force all coal-fired power generators to sell into the wholesale market. That would allow electricity prices to rise by as much as 20%. China tested a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile in August that circled the globe before speeding towards its target. The Chinese military launched the rocket carrying a hypersonic glide vehicle, which flew through low-orbit space before cruising down. The missile missed its target by about two dozen miles. Saks Fifth Avenue is preparing for an IPO of its e-commerce business. The company is interviewing potential underwriters for the initial public offering that could take place in the first half of 2022 and targets a valuation of around $6 billion. Alibaba remains the leading platform in online shopping in China, but its share of China's retail e-commerce market has fallen to a projected 51% in 2021. That's down from 78% in 2015. That's according to research firm eMarketer. The first Bitcoin exchange-traded fund is expected to start trading Tuesday, making the most widely traded cryptocurrency available to most investors with a brokerage account. Taiwan technology giant Foxconn unveiled three electric vehicle prototypes today, underscoring plans to diversify from its role as building consumer electronics for Apple and other technology firms. Zillow Group is temporarily halting the purchase of U.S. homes as it works through a backlog of properties. The real estate platform acquired more than 3,800 homes in the second quarter after expanding into the home flipping business in 2018 through its Zillow Offers unit. Apple is holding a launch event today to announce new products, likely including a redesigned MacBook Pro. Facebook plans on hiring 10,000 high-skilled engineers across the European Union over the next five years. Major League Baseball is in talks to launch a nationwide video streaming service that would enable fans to watch their team's hometown games without a cable TV subscription. And Squid Game, the latest mega-hit from Netflix, could be worth nearly $900 million for the streaming giant. That's according to an internal document from the company. The nine-episode horror thriller debuted on September 17th and ranks number one in several countries, including the United States. The film and television industry avoided a shutdown of production on Saturday evening after the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees reached a last-minute tentative agreement with studios and streaming services over worker demands. Vaccines from Pfizer and BioNTech as well as Moderna will dominate the COVID-19 vaccine market next year, generating more than $90 billion in combined sales. That's almost double the amount in 2021. That's according to new forecasts. The shares of Valneva rose 43% in Paris after the biotech company reported positive phase 3 results for its COVID-19 vaccine. And Ronnie Tut, a legendary drummer who spent years playing alongside Elvis Presley and teamed up with other superstars ranging from Johnny Cash to Stevie Nicks, has died. He was 83. At 7 a.m., Dow S&P 500 and NASDAQ 100 futures are down as much as four-tenths of a percent. Crude is higher by four-tenths at $82.63 a barrel. Gold is slightly lower at $1,762 an ounce, and Bitcoin trades at just under $61,000. 
The yield on the 10-year Treasury is 1.61%. Coming up today at 9.15 Eastern, the Federal Reserve releases industrial production data for September. We'll get earnings from Albertsons, Phillips, Steel Dynamics, and State Street. They're set to be released. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wall Street Breakfast. If you have comments, criticism, or suggestions to make the program more relevant, please do so below. Thanks for listening. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best news and analysis on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. To subscribe to this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, Alpha Trader and the Cannabis Investing Podcast on those platforms as well.